I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Cult Pop Show podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post credit scenes at the end of each episode, or even contribute to the discussion in the episode itself, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Okay, welcome everybody to a very special experimental episode yes. of the Cold Popshire Podcast. My name is AJ, I'm here with Richard and Jess. Hi Richard and Jess. Hello. Hello, Hello and welcome. So, um... If you're new here, generally what we do on this podcast is we talk about franchises, and in between talking about franchises, we talk about We talk about some fun, other dumb shit. Yeah, pop cultural topics, or play some games, uh, and it always it's always very last minute, and it's, <laughs> it's you're not, always not going to lie, a, I have no idea what we're doing. Today <laughs> shall be no exception. No, of course. Okay, so, so Richard, I feel like for years we've felt that the film franchise Fortnite's legacy is leading either toward like a book we might write someday or some mm. kind of board game or card game, something that can give us an excuse to try out a Kickstarter yeah, campaign. Get right? some money. <laughs> so I guess like the 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 problem I've had always had with coming up with a game, a cult popsha game, the cult popsha board game, is coming up with like a unique enough idea that isn't just copying one of the movie themed board games that we already that already exists. like jumanji no, I, i'm more i'm more mid like geek out or, or something like that like geek out would be a perfect na- game to put the cold pops your name on i think should we just play geek out we've, we've got let's it. just play geek out it's in our closet somewhere. uh do we i know aj definitely has it um so i came up with a, with a game that needs finessing so please do feel free I to- I thought you were going to say a game that needs no introduction because the, <laughs> ironically it needs quite the introduction. We uh, Yeah. It's it's yeah. kind of a running, like quite often there's been a few episodes if you go listen back where, you know, I've I've put like a lot of hard work into something in, in the two weeks or, or now a month between off week episodes and AJ comes and he goes- I don't even really know what we're doing. I don't even like. I I, I probably <laughs> okay. don't care. Let's not let's not start measuring how long each of our but, uh, Google. Uh, let's let's not have a doc measuring contest well, because like, I do a lot more scripting for film franchise fortnights than you. Yeah, do, but I, so. I I know when I come to film franchise fortnights what we're doing. But no, no, you get to always be like. <laughs> I th- I'm so flippant. I'm so nonchalant and casual that I don't even know what we're doing. But I think I have the least idea mm. I've ever had of what an off week is. You you sent me a Google Sheets document, which I'm going to open live on the podcast and can describe okay. 
for the first time to the listeners what Jess and I are seeing. Um, I think Jess should describe it. Oh, okay, well, I'm going to hey, click man. over to the game Google Sheet now. I'm just along for the ride. I've li- I just woke up from a two-hour nap. It was great. <laughs> two-hour <laughs> nap? Oh, that's no, asleep. That was, that, that's horrible. <laughs> you must feel like shit right no, now. I'm, pretty, I'm feeling pretty good, pretty good. Uh, okay, okay, I would feel terrible after a, a two-hour nap that ended at 6.40 in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> so Don't judge me. What we've got here. Oh, I'm not judging. I'm sympathizing. Jess, do you want to describe what's, what you're seeing on this Google sheet? Um. Okay, so I'm seeing. <laughs> a very simple uh, Excel document, which is uh, mm. one column, 13 rows. Uh, mm. At the top. It doesn't really matter how many. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm a numbers person, AJ. <laughs> Sorry, you're describing, you're describing. Mm. Yeah. Um, two segments for player one, player two. Two green segments, one red segment each. But, but what's interesting, though, yeah. is that the segments are below player one. It goes, so the, the, the top four rows and or cells, I should say. Say player yeah. one, green, 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 green red. red. And then down, you know, six cells below that, you've got red, green, green, player two. Like, like if, if you were introduced to this just looking at it, I'd say we're playing the chase. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It looks very the chase. Like, look, this is. I, I am interested to, to find out what the. In the, the brief sort of uh, little bit of knowledge that I do have. I would. Uh, I don't remember anything about symmetry there, and and what I've been presented with is quite a bit of symmetry. Mm. Well, this is really just a placeholder because I imagine this would probably be a card game, okay. uh, and this is just a placeholder for us to visualize what's going on and what it, what this game is. I'm going to call it tentatively. I'm happy to to change the title. I'm going to call it film franchise fight. Film franchise fight. That's what it's okay. called. Okay, and essentially what I've done is I've created the film franchise equivalent of a Yu-Gi-Oh battle that I can find more palatable. Okay, you've got me interested now. Why didn't you tell me this earlier in the week? I would have been all over it. If you were to look at this Excel spreadsheet and think of it more as like you're looking down on a bird's eye view of like a Yu-Gi-Oh. Right, okay. Oh, oh now I see the Yu-Gi-Oh-ness of it. I think they need to be like slightly on an axis though, because like usually you pull them from your, your arm, right? So mm. I feel like we need... Right. Well, we haven't got our deck yet. We haven't built our deck Oh, yet. okay, okay. Okay. So how this is going to work is I'm going to open up our letterboxed list for um, uh, the every franchise we've ever covered. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going to have, um, how about you two play the first round and I'll referee. Mm-hmm. And then we'll each, so it's a three player game, but one of the players is what I'm calling the referee. So there are, there's two active fighters and then you need basically an adjudicator as an extra player yep. as Got well. It. Does that sound good? Okay, so I've put up our film franchise Fortnite's uh, list, and every Fortnite, every franchise we've ever, ever done obviously has a number correlating to it. So, um, Richard, can you randomly draw five five numbers for me? Five separate numbers. Okay. And what's it out of these days? I'm going to say 100 and, 169. Actually, no, that hasn't been updated. I need to add... Um, all right, well, if it's 170 or 71, then it's the two franchises we've covered since Scooby-Doo. <laughs> let's just do, let's do up to Scooby-Doo, so 169. Okay. I hope I've seen enough of these. 23. 23. All right, Richard, your first card is 
Divergent. Diver- do I need to be? Do we need to be making some kind of? Note? I'm going to add them to the the Google Doc. Hey. Visual notes. There we go. Imagine these as cards you would pull from a deck. All right. Do you want to get Jess one? Okay, Jess. Your first number is one hundred and six. One hundred and six is the Expendables. Cool. That's they're pretty powerful. I mean, I I don't right. know what we're doing. <laughs> but I imagine they're, they're Richard. Okay, my next one is 140. 140 is Phantasm. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> jealous. What's Jess's next one? 121. 121 is Barbie. Oh, oh my god, what a blockbuster shit. franchise. That's really Richard. good or bad. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your third number. I sped it up. What was that? 133. It was taking too long. <laughs> That's too fast, objectively. <laughs> 133 is Fear Street. Oh. And Jess's next one is? 52. 52. Yep. That's a nice speed. Yeah, that's a good speed. 52. Yep. Uh, 52 is Camp Rock. Ooh. Yep. My next one I'm into is? It. 91. Yep. 91. 91 is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh. Oh, that's my one. No, you're nice. 22. 22. Jurassic Park. Nice. My last one. All right. What do we think it's going to be? I reckon I'm going to get some dumb shit. I'm going to get some dumb two-film franchise like Lady and the Tramp. (laughs) Okay. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. 24. The Boondock Saints. It is a dumb two-film franchise, and we covered that very close to Lady and the Tramp. (laughs) And context for the game. (laughs) And last one for Jess. Last one for Jess is? One. One. What? <laughs> well, it's one. Lethal Weapon. It does. It says one right there. Bam. Wow. I don't think I've ever heard that random number generator say yeah. one in all the years we've been using it. Alrighty. So this is these are your decks. So to update for those who can't see, Richard has got Divergent, Phantasm, Fear Street, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Boondock Saints. Jess has got The Expendables, Barbie, Camp Rock, Jurassic Park, and Lethal Weapon. So I want you guys to think of these as cards in your hand. Okay. Um, are we all are we all comfortable with these five cards? Do you feel like you need play to- Texas Chainsaw Massacre in defense mode? <laughs> And I place okay, two cards face down maybe, and end my turn. Maybe we can work <laughs> stuff like that into it. But so these these th- these three blocks either side or under your player name. So green, green, and red. Mm-hmm. The two greens represent a character, and the red represents an event. Ooh. Okay. Mm. So you guys, let's say you um start with I don't, I don't think about a life points situation. All right, let's cross that bridge when we come to okay. it. The aim of the game is to defeat one another by using three char- or two characters and one event each round, and you have to justify why you think your Expendables character could beat your Texas Chainsaw Massacre character. So one person will start as an attack, and then the person will defend, and then you'll switch. Then then the person who just defended will attack, and the other ca- the other player will defend. And it is up to me as the adjudicator to decide whether or not your reasoning, whether or not your justification, uh, is good enough that you you've defeated the character you've versed. <laughs> I it, this is workshopping, correct? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that the event 
So it's one character from my franchise, from one of my five franchises versus mm-hmm. a, one character from one of Jess's five franchises. Is that correct? Uh, I think maybe in one round you can use all three. All three of your attack card. You can use both characters and an event to attack. Maybe you're attacking the player and or not. Oh, oh, no, oh right. Okay, okay, okay. 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 Mm. I, I, okay. Should we do a round and yeah. see if it works? Yeah, yeah, or not? yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, player one, Richard. Did you want to start off with your attack? Okay, my attack. I'm going to go with Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You are going Leatherface on the board. Yep. And who who of these characters are you attacking? I can. Oh, I can attack any any of Jess's franchises. Let's let's say it's that way. Yep. Oh, so if I don't choose to like tap in any of my cards, then he can still attack them and then attack me. So I guess say you le- you le- that Richard <laughs> says I'm gonna get Leatherface and um, attack the Camp tall Rock. man to attack. Yeah, your whatever you're defending from Camp Rock. You then just have your entire deck to fight back against that. I guess, okay. or should it specifically be from Camp Rock? Or at least one of them has to be from Camp Rock. So player one would choose which is player two's first franchise that they must fight from. But then they can also bring in an event and a character from any... Well, wouldn't I be making her choose a defense franchise by attacking it? Yes. Yes, you are. So but then, yeah. So, so I don't get to pick my second franchise. Because Jess effectively picks that um, for me by attacking, but by attacking it. But you're you're going first, so it'd be so so. Let's <laughs> let's 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 play it and okay. see what happens, maybe. And we can always go back. So Richard, you can still play your other character and event in your. In your okay, team. I'm gonna um I'm gonna choose Willem Dafoe's character from Boondock Saints. He's gay and he likes classical <laughs> music, and there are lots of interesting things about him. <laughs> Sweet. Yep, and then your event. My event, I'm going to say... So it could be just anything that happened in one of these franchises. Correct. I'm going to go with fucking Summer Camp from Fear Street 1984, or whatever it's called. Okay, so, Jess, you have been attacked with with Leatherface and Willem Dafoe's character from Boondock Boondock (laughs) Saints. You've been attacked with the sort of slasher summer camp from fear street how do you want to defend yourself oh god i haven't watched the expendables or lethal weapon i just tried to do a quick google so i'm gonna be making some of this shit up Um, but you can choose from the other but you know what i believe in the heart of the cards that is true yeah well there you go (laughs) (laughs) um i'm gonna choose barbie's gotta go against defoe Okay, so you've got Barbie in there. Is there a specific character from Barbie? A specific Barbie you want to do? Um, yeah, I want the, the mermaid Barbie. Barbie. Nice. Mermaid. Which mermaid Barbie? <laughs> that does um, not narrow it down. <laughs> oh, God. Mermaid Barbie and another character? Um, and then I think I want against uh, Leatherface is I want uh, Sylvester Stallone from The Expendables. What's his character's name? Do oh, you remember? Oh, shit. Um, Barney. Barney. Barbie and Barney. All right, is, and what's an event? Barney? It is Barney, yeah. Barney Ross, yeah. What is an event from any of these five franchises that you would put up as defense? You know what? You attack me with the summer camp. I'm coming back at you with the summer camp. I'm mm. going the Camp Rock's final jam. Final jam. The final jam. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so I guess now what happens for me to be able to decide the winner is, Richard, walk me through how you're attacking these Jess's three or two characters, and then, Jess, you will be able to defend, and we'll go back and forth until I've decided who wins. Um, So <laughs> Leatherface and Willem Dafoe are going to sneak into the final jam. Mm -hmm. Can I do that? Yeah. And they're going to just kill everyone. No, I'm Jess, just, because retort. what's going to happen <laughs> is, so Demi Lovato, she's all on stage, she's singing, it's a good vibe going, right? Yes. And then Barbie Mermaid's there. Leatherface gets there, sees that she's also the not, the, like, typical human looking so he's immediately like interested in her goes and talks to Barbie wait, 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 sorry, and she sorry. mothers him to the point where he feels like he's fulfilled as a human and doesn't want to kill people anymore so, 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 so Leatherface is attracted to Demi the Fighter because she, no, Demi but, too does not look like a human no Mermaid Barbie uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, damn, burn on Demi just, Lovato. Jesus. I was just laying down that Demi's setting the eyes. Right, okay, you yeah, know, yeah. it's there, it's happening. Um, mm. So Leatherface is essentially disabled. I think Leatherface would use his chainsaw to cut Barbie's mermaid tail in twain, uh, thus removing the one interesting thing about her, because <laughs> now she effectively just has <laughs> legs. So, okay, so what I'm thinking here is Jess has done something very smart, which is using maybe one of the the, the most um, calming motherly presences in any franchise we've ever watched. She's used that against someone who just wants to be loved and is acting out violently mm. because they aren't loved. And I think I'm going to give this to Mermaid Barbie. I think Leatherface yes. is gone from the... Is gone from the the um lineup. Wow. I think you've lost Leatherface, Richard. Well, I think that Willem Dafoe yes. would uh try kiss Barney. Okay, because he's gay and, and he likes classical music, so he wouldn't be liking the final jam. Yeah, he wouldn't like the final jam at all. Cool. Well, then I reckon Joe Jonas hits like a magical button on the wall. We've got like 30 mirror balls that drop down. It gets all romantic. Mm. Right. right. So you're, so you're is submitting. Barney, <laughs> is Barney seducing Willem Dafoe's character? Oh, my God. Is it Barney like, going to break his heart? Sounds like they're seducing each other. Right. Um, okay. All right. I'm going to. I'm going to judge this. I think Sylvester Stallone is nowhere near progressive enough to allow Barney as a character to even entertain the idea of this. So I think Defoe defeats Barney. Oh, come on, Barney. <laughs> All right, so we've got Defoe versus Mermaid Barbie left. Where It sounds like we're at the final jam and not at the summer camp. Well, I think the final jam Richard is happening at, in 1984. Are we, are we both accepting this? Yeah. Both players accept that All as right. a rule? Okay, so if we're combining them both, you may use both the, like, this is quite like D&D, isn't mm. it? Like, the, you can use the settings, but you can't. So, uh, Jess, you mentioned Joe Jonas pulling down um, a bunch of mirrors or whatever before. I think he can, you can use characters in that setting as, like, uh, sort of uh, supporting roles, but it has you have to deliver the killing blow with Mermaid Barbie. It can't be with a Camp Rock character. They Got can it. assist, 
but it's and same for you richard you've got to do it with defoe and not with any of the like 1984 summer camp. right but i do get to exist in the summer camp where like you can get stabbed like a fuckload and cpr yeah. will save you <laughs> that's a great point yeah that's the that's what i'm that's what i want this game to be is using the the logic of the universe itself right that's what the event card is is for it's to like consider the playing field that we're playing in hmm. Hmm. um well i mean i do think that Come at me, bruh. Neither camp being underwater is a big advantage to Willem Dafoe. Um, <laughs> well, is Barbie coming out of the water, though? That's the question. Yeah, her power's in her heart, man. Remember the, is it Mermaid Tale 2? Where she's like, they're underwater and she's like, one of them's been cursed to be a mermaid. And she was like, oh, I'll lift your curse um, right now. And then they're like, oh, fuck, we're underwater. And then so she like immediately starts drowning. I think that's Mermaidia, isn't it? I can't remember which one it is. I can't remember either. All right. So what are we, who, whose turn is it? Who was just, so Barney was just knocked off, um, which makes me think it's Jess's turn to retaliate. Okay, okay. cool. Um, so with Barbie as the lead character because Boondot say it's Irish right so they're all about respect within the community to be sure to be sure so what I think it's actually Boston isn't it but it's Irish Irish community you know how um, Americans will be like yeah I'm Irish but it's like you're you're like four or five generations back Irish yeah yeah Um, so Barbie uh, with her gang of Demi, Joe, Nick, and the other one behind her, Frankie, um, Frankie, in the water. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, they're gonna, um, what's that thing they do in camera? Because it's like the boom snap clip. Oh yeah. Anyway, they're gonna um, do that really cringe dance move all the way up uh, the hall mm-hmm. to right. defy. Wait. But but Mermaid Barnaby can't go out of the water. I'm picturing her in the lake she can. just next she, to the... But she can still breathe stuff. Right, but she's not boom clapping, is she? She's she flat she boom flapping. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing the know, best she can, sorry, AJ. I think, I think Mermaid Barbie can't leave the nearby lake of Camp Rock. Oh, okay. like, uh, Defoe just stands... Uh, let's say two meters away from the lake yeah whatever her groupies can just be doing it it's just for effect um and then what barbie's going to be doing is she's going to whip around and bitch slap him with her tail and he's going to be so embarrassed that this uh little girl bitch slapped him in the face that he won't retaliate and he'll go away and cry okay richard your your rebuttal i think that willem defoe just kills everyone. Nah, he's been disrespected <laughs> in front of every single person there. He's just taking the biggest blow to his ego. There's no way that he... It will be one of those mm. moments where he's spinning around all delusional because he's having a panic attack at how mm. awful he feels. Yeah. So I think the only <laughs> way that Jess can win this is if she recalls some very specific characterization of Willem Dafoe's character from Boondock Saints that would justify him being more of someone who would run away in shame as opposed to um, murder everyone at the camp, which is also something I don't necessarily think 
that he would do. Mm. But all I can remember of Defoe's characteristics from Boondock Saints are that he's gay and he likes well, classical music. Well, there are music, lots of interesting things about him. <laughs> but I don't remember what they are. So I don't know. I think I think Richard might have this unless Jess can quickly think of something that happens in Boondock just Saints like that a, can justify Can I just attack. drag him into the Everyone. water and drown him at the bottom of the lake? Well, how would you let, get out of the water? Let me just fact check him whether or not he has gills. Is he, That's is one it, of the is it, interesting is the things. Is the thing that he's afraid of water? <laughs> um, what is he afraid of? He is. Af- I feel like he's... Look, I'm going to look this guy up. <laughs> what is this guy the Wikipedia doing? page is just he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get what we're we, we referencing there as well. And like his- oh, he listens to opera. I'm going to sing it. I'm going to become a... Uh, siren. Mermaids can. I'm gonna, mermaids can lure people yeah, into the water good. with their opera. Yeah, yep. ah, I think Jess has got it. Yeah. Thank you, Google. <laughs> there we go. Woo-hoo! All right, Jess wins <laughs> with Mermaid yeah. Barbie luring Defoe, opera loving. Uh, his name is um, <laughs> uh, Paul. <laughs> what's his name? Um, Paul Smecker. <laughs> Paul Smecker. She lures the opera-loving Paul Smecker into the ocean, into the lake, with her opera mermaid skills, and he drowns. Wow. We did it. Nice. For round two. Yeah. We, can we switch up the game a bit? Yeah, of course. Because I I want to have a go. I can adjudicate this one. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. want uh, to play what I thought we were going to play when you set this up. Okay. So <laughs> what I'm pitching is that you guys will get, say, let, let's just go three franchises each. And we'll make sure okay. that they're ones you're familiar with. Or in Jess's case, Jess is familiar with. I imagine, AJ, you will be. And then... You're going to pick two characters to be your fight. And then after that, I'm going to randomly select another franchise, which will give you the battlefield on which those characters will fight. Okay. Cool. That sounds cool. Do we still get the events? No. Because event isn't necessarily tied. Well, with you, with your guys' events, you kind of went for the same settings. Thing. Yeah. So if it's if it's less, well, um, what were you thinking the, of for events? Because I don't, I like don't think the, I understood the that. The world ending, whatever ended the world in Divergent, you know, right. like a cat, some kind of cataclysm that you can use as an attack or a defense from, or it could be like the the T Rex getting out in Jurassic Park, mm. but you use that event and not that character, so you can't control. I guess they would still be controlling a character. Maybe, yeah, maybe it does need a little bit of finessing. Because otherwise it affects uh, you too, right? In a negative way. So you want to try yeah. and like whip crack it well, around. But that's up to the adjudicator ah. to, to yeah. decide, yes. right? So let's um, let's get you your teams. So we'll try this one. So you, you guys are just going to have characters the- for this one, and then I will, uh, and okay. then afterwards. So you guys have to, should we make it? Because I was thinking about this. It's like, is it that we generate the, playing field first and then you guys try to build the best team you can for that playing field or is it better that the playing field is a curveball you're building the you're trying to build the most versatile team you can so that the playing field you know you can i reckon playing field last i reckon that's a cooler way to do it all right here we go so jess you can be player one this time 50 50 franchise 50 is the nutty professor specifically the eddie murphy (laughs) version Oh, it's the Eddie Murphy ones. <laughs> you get all of the clumps. I'm gonna have to Google 
Um, AJ, about? your first one is... 74. 74. Franchise 74 gives me Bad Santa. Bad Santa, all right. Jess, your next one is... 19. 19. 19? Yeah. That is the Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Uh, I'm so excited. Asia, your second one is? 57. 57. A lot of sub-100s on this random. Mm. 57 is Cats and Dogs. Oh. Rough. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> 80. 80. Franchise 80 is Big Fat Liar. Nice. Cool. And AJ, you get? 35. 35. All sub 100s. Yeah. 35 gives me Monsters, Inc. Damn, that's pretty so cool. So I have two franchises which are about secret society, child-friendly secret societies hmm. that live like under sub, <laughs> under the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so do we think three is enough and then should we have two or you pick yeah, one character it. from it? Yeah. Or let, let's just try this. I like having the range to be able to choose different characters. Okay. Let, let's get, let's give you five total. So that, that would be a nice Okay. Hand. Okay. So, so Je- uh, Jesse, you want more? 158. 158. There we go. Fucking random number generator. Thank you. Thank nice. you, number random, random number generator. 158 is Bad Boys. Oh, so what you That was do? for Jess, right? Yep. All righty. AJ. 91. 91. Okay. Back to page one. <laughs> Uh, 91 gives me the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. Jess is the last one. 102. 102. 102 is the Roger Moore James Bond movies. Oh, God. <laughs> and AJ, you get... 85. 85. 85 is... Um, th- wow, what's it called? The Man With No Name. Oh, yeah. Jess, just because, obviously, you haven't seen every film franchise we've mm-hmm. covered uh i'm uh, you know uh, you're playing with the handicap so is there any that you want to trade out there they're not too so. bad to be honest um maybe the roger moore james bond all right yep, yep. that sounds fair 38 38 sean connery dumb bond. and dumber <laughs> oh nice <laughs> okay okay so i love this this is like a speculative D game using characters who have never versed each other yeah and something like this because because there we there'll be D podcasts where they go like you know iron man versus darth vader but no one's versing <laughs> harry and lloyd from dumb and dumber against the cats and dogs from cats and dogs <laughs> <laughs> you know i love that that's so specific so just to reiterate for those listening my cards are bad santa cats and dogs monsters inc texas chainsaw massacre and the man with no name and jess's are the nutty professor eddie murphy version sister of the traveling pants big fat liar bad boys and dumb and dumber that's a stacked deck man okay so now <laughs> you get to pick three characters do we do a, a location uh no you choose the team first and then we location last oh okay so the point you're trying to you're, you're trying to create like a because you know if it's um uh you know you pick the strongest characters and then the battlefield you know if we'd covered mean girls it might be the uh math mathalon at the end of it and then right. you know you don't have any intelligence um and you would lose so yeah, i see you're trying see. to pick a well-rounded team got it is what you're after I so see. since jess got oh does yeah jess you can go first since we um, who, out of those five franchises who do you want as your number one am i allowed to choose the pants the pants they're essentially a character <laughs> they are a character yeah i mean if you want to choose the pants i'm choosing the pants 
Okay. I mean, if you're talking versatility, yeah, I mean, on, they man. fit America Ferreira, they fit Blake Lively. <laughs> um, AJ, uh, a selection from yours, please. I'm going to go uh, James P. Sullivan. Oh, from Sully from Monster. All right, so it's got a bit of brawn. Bit of brawn. <sighs> Jess, your second one, please. I'm going to go Will Smith from Bad Boys. Will Smith from Bad Boys. What's the character's name? It's um, Mike? Or is that Martin Lawrence? Smith. <laughs> It's confusing because they've changed names in the first film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. AJ, your second character, please. I'm going to go the Man With No Name. From? The Man With No Name trilogy. The Clint Eastwood Western trilogy. Mm-hmm. Jess, your final character, please. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go with the kid from Big Fat Liar. Do you want me to find his Frankie name? Frankie Muniz. Yeah, Frankie. Yeah. Old mate Frankie. <laughs> Okay, Jess, I feel like my team is a lot better than you because I'm going to go Leatherface. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, AJ, I'm going to give well, you... One a- of yours isn't even a sentient <laughs> Hey, man, I've got a good imagination. I can right. come up with yeah, shit. And, and then the Richard, like, <laughs> Richard's like that's selects dumb. the location and it's like the pants store. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the runway from Zoolander. All right. Um, 168 168 168 is American Tale <sighs> okay cool an American Tale so we could do out west we could do oh, out east yeah, out, out <laughs> we could no, do no um I am going to do yeah um you have to explain to me how yes. your team would yeah. best overthrow the one percent, like from an American <laughs> Tale three, I believe. All okay. oh, right, so we're not. It's not even a fight to the death in this version. It's like, what is the what is the goal of the movie? That is the location. Maybe I I that's what I chose. Yeah. Well, I mean, there can be multiple versions of, mm. and, you know, mm. you get the deck and there's multiple different games you can play. Yeah. So I think that works. Okay. Alrighty. So we have to use our team to to best overthrow the 1%. Mm-hmm. And it's whichever has the best um, plan. <laughs> yeah. The best Whoever plan can do wins. it the fastest, we'll say. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. So well, should we do uh, D&D sort of? terms okay uh, so i think jess I'll, I'll i'll throw to you first the the first tactic i'd go for it's not necessarily the fastest mm-hmm. but it might be the most tightest oh. way to lock it in so what we're going to do is um frankie he's charming right what he's going to he do is he's going to be writing the scripts and coaching will smith oh okay. to become the president and right. what we're going to do is we're going to tax the rich to overthrow them I, I will, um, I'm going to throw a problem your way and then I'm going to throw it to AJ and, and so you think about that. Yep. Um, think about. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
how devastating it was for Obama's political campaign when he threw the first pitch of that baseball game wearing mom jeans. <laughs> and so and you are saddled with these pants. So okay. AJ, okay. <laughs> I'm going to throw to you while Jess, you think about how to overcome okay. that. Um, AJ, explain to me how your so, team Sorry, just to clarify, is Frankie Muniz from Big Fat Liar, he's wearing the travelling pants. Uh, uh, President Will Smith, I think. I was envisioning be. that Will Smith was going to be oh, wearing President the pants. Oh, President Will Smith. Because, I mean, his right, okay. ass would look so freaking good on those pants. That's America's ass, you know. They'd vote for that. <laughs> you ever seen Will Smith wearing jeans, though? Well, I, I, AJ, yeah, like Jess has got her own issues to deal with now while you think of your... So, AJ, explain to me okay. your um your plan. Well, I think Sully is an ex- has, has got experience with overturning mm. fundamental infrastructures, okay? <laughs> He's probably... I couldn't have gotten a better task to do with a Monsters, Inc. character, yeah. right? Because... If, if it was just like defeat each other, anything I could have said, you would have been like, yeah, but at the end, Monsters Inc. gets turned into laugh energy. Your monsters aren't real, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sully is leading this. Something, Richard, he has had experience with doing successfully before. Okay. Um, yep. He is going to bring in the man with no name as his right hand man because this guy does not play by any rules. He, you know, he's an outlaw. He's um, he's not going to be uh, bought out by anyone because, need I remind you, he is also titularly the good. He mm-hmm. is good. At, that is the the essence of his character is he is a good man, even in a an opportunity where he could be lawless, as is like politics you know because mm. you could be like oh he might he might convert he might take some of the, the wealth for himself he is the good he wouldn't do that uh and leatherface let me tell you how i'm going to work leatherface into this this plan let's say that um leatherface is going to be an example of the low socio-economical pe- members of the world that um, Sully and Man With No Name wants to save. So they are going to start with the hardest first by delivering Leatherface and his family. These are poor, deep south, uh, poorly educated, not wealthy. They are going to specifically start on them and they're going to bring Leatherface and his family out of poverty and help them get jobs, help them uh, find find wealth and be able to uh, live upstanding lives instead of the the dirt that they currently squander in mm. i'm gonna throw a problem your way i got some shit to say yeah. about that and as well then, and then jess you'll have a chance to rebut <laughs> and and solve yours aj sally has plenty of experience sure but only in the monster world which operates on a completely different um capitalistic society than our own and mm. also you know you've got human characters i presume you're trying to overthrow the one percent of the human world and i i just i don't know that they would willingly work with someone in canon who is a horrific monster so aj i'm, I'm gonna leave you with that and we'll come back to jess okay jess what have you got for us um i was just kind of thinking how yeah sally does have experience with it but it really wasn't his plan Mm. It was kind of Mike's plan. So you kind of need someone with a bit of smarts in your team, but you've got Leatherface and the man with no name who might have. More like the man with no brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he's not fam- integrated with society. So I feel like he wouldn't know the right strings to pull to make things happen. 
mm. just go around with his little lasso or something. <laughs> yeah, um, AJ, you're uh, you're you're gasping for air here. I do. Uh, we will come back. Also, I Jess, feel like I your plan would take longer than mine because you're That's focusing true. on one family. Your plan is. Getting Will Smith's character from Bad Boys to become prison. Yeah, but as soon as I manage to make that happen, think of the amount of people that I'll be able to help and influence. As soon Whether as, you're okay, relying okay, you want to talk about economics time. of trickle down about time. <laughs> economics. You're talking about at least, at least a three-year campaign, and that's even to get him elected. There is an election like next you- year, so... Yeah, he can do it. We're going yeah, to run it. You're already behind. So, so if there's an election ne- next year, you're already looking at six years minimum for your plan to even begin. No, no we're no, going to no, run no. next year. Yeah, Bernie's going to hand next over. Year. Not Bernie. What's his name? You're, Biden. You'll be eaten alive without a three-year run-in. Everyone knows that. Who says I'm running in America? The fact that your characters are American. <laughs> And Other countries have the, presidents. The 1% in the American time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, have you solved the mom jeans um, issue, Jess? Yeah, I have. And I think the pants are... I'm simply coming back to the pants being just a bit magical, you know. Right. They're, they're, they're designed to fit... Um, they fit everyone right. in the most flattering way possible. So... In that same vibe. I'm over vibe. here being like, fuck, she's right. <laughs> in that same vibe, I think they need to fit every kind of era and every kind of fashion period. Can I, can I um, throw out something? This could be potentially yep. part of their campaign. Is that like, we want a system that fits everyone. Beautiful. Wow. That's our slogan. Yeah. And I, I think that could cut your three-year campaign in, in thirds. You only need one, and so you've got plenty of time there, Jess. I'll allow that. Anything else to say on your campaign? Um, I also think that um, Frankie has the um opportunity to play lots of pranks on all of AJ's characters. Pranky minions. So, <laughs> very good. Uh, so, not only are they saddled with the hard task of trying to, you know, help, you know, lower mm. their families. It's, uh, they're also having to deal with all these pesky freaking. Well, I would say though that you, there's a, a disability with that because as we all know, Frankie Menez's main sort of move is to turn people blue. But AJ's yeah. operating with a team who was one third already blue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got some stuff to say. Can I say it? <laughs> yeah. Before it leaves my brain. All right, first of all, your slogan, one size fits all, where have I heard that before? We are sick of a society. We are sick of <laughs> world leaders, leaders in this country, America, saying that one size fits all. Do you know who thinks that? The 1% think one size fits all. We don't want one size to fit all because someone, 1%, has been wearing the best pants for this entire time. We don't want <laughs> it to fit all. We want it to fit the 99% and not the 1%. Secondly, if there's one thing that I have have proof that Sully has done in two separate movies, it's infiltrate and discover um, secrets behind things that he trusted. Right? He discovered that Waternoose was... Uh, the villain in Monsters Inc. and he discovered that um that the the uh what did he dis- there was there was some kind of shit in Monsters University right that was like uncovered anyway <laughs> what have what have we uncovered about your campaign oh Frankie Muniz is a big fat liar do not trust anything <laughs> this guy is saying he is on the record as a liar <laughs> and 
to answer your question before, Richard, of how do I get a mo- monster to um <laughs> to be the figurehead <laughs> of a human aimed target audience? Simple. We don't show Sully. We show the rugged, the handsome, the can't help but think he's the coolest guy ever. Doesn't even have a fucking name, man with no name. We have Sully pulling the strings from behind, um, and but we know it's it's not pulling the strings in like a devious, sinister way. Because if there's one thing we know, it's that Sully deeply loves the human race. He does. Like, he learns that through the events of Monsters, Inc., that he loves the human race. So, therefore, he is he is advising... The, I'm changing it around so the man with no name is now a figurehead. Sully is his advisor. Leatherface is their case study of how they can deliver the uh, impoverished from the, night, from the lower... I'm, I'm ready to make my final ruling. Yeah. I'm going to give this one to Jess. And I'm going to explain wow. why, AJ. You I lost not, it. I Nothing ever changes. AJ, that. you lost it for Nothing yourself ever at the end. Changes. So what? I what mean, Jess is I pitching got a bit conspiratorial over there, but I thought it was good. What Jess is pitching is a system which uh, you know is, is good. She's you know going to take care of everything for everyone, but she's pitching a plan which is going to get a black man into the White House in the most powerful position in the country. AJ, you knowing you. Uh, openly admitted that the one character of color in your team is not going to be front facing at all and is going to be in the background. And I, I'm sorry, I just can't. Stand I also for that. never said we're running for president. I didn't say that. Like, yeah, I yeah, but I, I, I just back. don't support that kind of segregation. Right, so we're into identity. All, all film franchise fight games lead to identity politics and <laughs> yeah. explodes into argument. <laughs> nice. I, 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 I enjoyed that. I think yeah, maybe it is more fun to have a goal than a fight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about well, you. I, that, that makes a lot of sense because someone like Barbie isn't going to murder. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. At least you put that caveat on it that, yep, the characters are also vengeful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, should we go? Should we go Richard versus AJ and Jess? Do you want to adjudicate? But you you feel free to alter the game in any way you see fit. I I think it's pretty good. I don't know about you guys, but I this feels very uh, therapeutic for me. I'm usually like a very agreeable (laughs) person in my day to day life, so to have an excuse to be be able to argue. You you can't see this at home. But Jess is like <laughs> really like hunched her shoulders when she said that. It was just like, I don't know. I just think it's fun. <laughs> um, All right, shall we collect our deck, Richard? Okay, eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Is that for you or me? Uh, I'll take it. You'll take it. That gives you the Fast and the Furious. Oh, okay, yeah. Pretty good. 64. 64. 64 gives me, oh, equally as good, it gives me Hellraiser. Oh. Yo. 165. 165. Chucky. Oh. Child's play. <laughs> oh, that's mine. I'll sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn it. <laughs> 70. 70. Franchise 70 is... 300. <laughs> oh my god, this is shaken up to be a good match, boys. Wow. 45. We're like, it doesn't always have to be a fight, and now we've got the most aggressive. <laughs> it's gotta be a fight. Uh, 45 is my next one. The Hangover. The Hangover, okay, okay. 122. 122. 122 is. gives me forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> okay. 
125 for me. Only three lines. 125 gives you the Little Mermaid. Oh. 111. 111. 111 gives me Fright Night. 54. 54. 54 for your final one. Mm -hmm. The Mask. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And your last one is. 33. 33. 33 gives me Nymphomaniac. Yes. All right. Okay. Now we need to roll for a. Location no, we or a choose setting? our team first. Ah, uh, yep, that's right. My first one, I'm, I'm, I have to can, go. Can I just because you both, I think, have such interesting um, ones that you pulled, like such mm-hmm. like Hellraiser and stuff. Um, can I change it to make it yeah, a bit more D and D? But you can choose like a character, but you could also choose like an effect. So essentially, like a spell card or something. Oh yeah. It does need the second, like that, that re- the, what I said was an event. It does need, I think, a second. Uh, like, I love that that we get given a setting from the, the deck as well. But I think w- it, it would be better if, if you also had, like, a prop or something. Okay, well, I'm, weapon yeah. my so prop, I'm going to choose could, the mask. <laughs> we could do, yeah, we could do three characters, one prop that any of the characters could use, and then the setting. Okay, yeah, sweet. Um, okay, so do you want to roll for a prop then? Do we have to roll for the prop, or I think you can just pick one. We just choose the prop from our, yeah, from oh, from all of. Okay, yeah. right now that makes sense. So, uh, hmm, this is interesting. Uh, well, for my first character, I'm just gonna go Dom Toretto from Fast and Furious. All right. Uh, can I pick all three hundred Spartans? <laughs> <laughs> and then the challenge is like, who can fit into the smallest space? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we reckon? Well, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I can only go Leonardo. I think, I think, like, you, I think, I think it's really Leonardo. You could choose like the strength of the army of three hundred as your spell. I'm choosing Whoa. Leonidas, who has the support of the army. Right. Um, They're just cheering from the sidelines. <laughs> so I'm. Uh, I've, got, I've got to go. Chucky as my next one. All right. You better hope it's an aggressive movie we pick for the. Actually, no. Sorry. Can I get um uh was it Tiffany? Is yeah. For his wife. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, Pinhead from Hellraiser. Interesting. I, <laughs> I'm i contemplating. So I've, got, I've obviously got the mask. But I'm like, do I get Stanley Ipkiss as the mask? Or do I just use the mask as my prop? Because I'm thinking my other option would be to get... Um, if I if I take Stanley Upkiss, then my prop I would choose the Roofies from The Hangover, oh. or if I go <laughs> Alan for my character and then just choose the mask as the prop, which could be worn. I think by choosing the mask as the prop is very very smart. Yeah, I, I'm gonna yes, I'm gonna go Alan from The Hangover as my final character because if you choose, he has the Roofies. I think I was gonna say he comes Not equipped like. Yeah. Not like Ursula or anyone from the I completely forgot about Ursula's existence until just now. No, I'm going to go okay, ha- Alan. I'm-, I'm-, I'm hoping that we're playing on land. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've I've not got a lot left in the way of like... Well, I guess um, there's no one from Nymphomaniac nor prop from Nymphomaniac that I think would really help me out here. As Depends funny as it would be to, to just choose a sexy lady what's the main character from the infomaniac called um can't remember 
I'm, I would have thought you'd go the vampire from Fight Night. Yeah, but I've already got th- like three fighters. Right. I need someone but he's with also, intelligence. You need a lover, so go for Nymphomaniac. <laughs> Joe. Okay, I'm going to go Joe from Nymphomaniac. Okay. Uh, for my prop, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Loki's mask from The Mask. Oh, is it supposed to be Loki's mask? Yeah. I did. Oh, and um, Alan Cumming plays Loki in um, <gasps> Son of the Alan Mask. Cumming. And AJ. And for my prop. This fucking shirt from Sarah Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go the furry wall from Get Him to the Greek. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Oh. That's, a good, that's a good call. <laughs> Distraction <laughs> technique. Actually, a pretty bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alrighty, so now give us our, our, our goal location. Or whatever. Alrighty. 45. 45. Franchise number 45 is The Hangover. <laughs> Do we roll again? Roll again. 115. Oh, sorry, guys. We're out of random. <laughs> 115. You've used 115 your random is, for the day. is The Godfather. So which setting Shit. from The Godfather are we picking? Are you confident enough in The Godfather? Well, I God, haven't so. watched it, but could I use what I imagine The Godfather would be about... I yeah, I, I would encourage you to. Okay. Um. Hmm. Okay. It's set at a wedding. Um. Partially. My daughter's wedding. Yes. Is that right? Can I please have a gift? No. Oh fuck. I th- I'm allowed to. A horse head in your bed. Um. <laughs> and yeah, so we're sort of doing like a goal, right? So it's like the best person to do something in a particular way. Um. Yes. Do you guys have any ideas? Curry the Godfather's favour. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that good? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay, so just to reiterate, Richard has got Dom from Fast and Furious, Tiffany from Child's Play, Alan from The Hangover, and is also using The Mask from The Mask. And I have got uh, Hellraiser, Pinhead from Hellraiser, Leonidas from 300, Joe from Nymphomaniac, and The Furry Wall from... And we're trying from, to. Uh, get and what are we group. trying to do? And we're trying to curry Don Vito's favor. So I mean, I think I, I, um, something that's very important to Vito Corleone. I'll start, AJ. <laughs> um, what do we know about Vito Corleone? He loves one thing above all else, and uh, he actually shares that in common with someone from my team. Uh, that's family. Vito Corleone. I mean, families. <laughs> everything to these to these mafiosos and yeah i mean i I think if there was any character in the history of fiction that was able to best um connect with him one-on-one it's him and you think about so dom Toretto. obviously it's a meme he the guy loves family and the and Mm -hmm. you know um tiffany from child's play so in love with her partner that she brings him back from the dead what if that doesn't tell you i love my family i don't know what does and then if you cast your mind back to the plots of the hangover especially the third one it's all about alan it's about the family we we make the the brotherhood the wolf pack and i you know you got these three and then I, I, they wouldn't even need to activate the mask because oh, I you've think- got to activate the prop. You can't just say you don't. Well, need it. okay. So we, <laughs> okay, 
But specifically, I'm, how are they? Because yeah, like, I, yeah I, they all got the same, you know, values. Same values, same values yeah, but, but I, very I, different people. I'm attempting to yeah, get, but like, um, we talked about on the mask episode and the idea that the mask doesn't just turn uh, you into Jim Carrey. You know, it like it just elevates what you're already doing. So if J- if a character played by Jason Bateman were to wear the mask, he would be he wouldn't be zany and super silly he would be uh, the the straight man turned up to 11 imagine if family loving dom toretto puts on the mask what that is going to do to his love of family and i think that you know approaching the the don on his daughter's wedding day which is a very important day for his family and just say look we're here because we respect we just love the idea of family in all its forms We've come here mm. to support you. We don't even want anything. I know. I know you've got a line out the door of people that are asking for favors because there's some loophole in mafioso law that says you will grant us a favor on this day. We don't even want anything. We just want to be a part of things. We just love family so much, and I think Vito Corleone is going to give that two thumbs up. Mm. That's my mm. pitch. It's an interesting thing happening here, but because I don't know enough about the Godfather, it's like you guys. Oh, it's it's all about him loving family. It, it, <laughs> it's now on you guys to convince me that you're right without me having any idea. It's like you guys need to do some like, yeah, thinking about what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, first first thing I'd like to do is do some rebuttal, and the main thing I want to point out is. Don Vito Corleone is not going to be able to stand being in the presence of Alan from The Hangover for more than five minutes. That dude is is the definition, even in The Hangover, of overstaying his welcome. He is going to be nervous. He is going to be accidentally offensive. You have got a grenade in your lineup, Richard, and it's Alan from The Hangover. I, so that's the first thing I want to I point I think out. grenades are good, but I'll... Uh... I'll let you make your pitch. And what if Alan puts on the mask? Alan, like thirsty for power as well in these films, would probably put on the mask and then become a super version of himself Alan has ever thirsted for power in these films. I don't know where that came from. He roofied his friends because he wanted to be friends with It sounds to me like you're stalling because Mm. uh, you can't think of anything, whereas I made a pretty airtight I can think of some stuff. It's not very good, (laughs) but I can think of it. No, I think that's a pretty good point. (laughs) Alan's annoying as shit. I wouldn't want him at my wedding. So is the Don. You hear the way he talks? (laughs) It's so fucking annoying. (laughs) Jess, Jess, we're trying to curry favour from the Godfather. Do you know what's better than favour? Curry. Allegiance. Mm. <laughs> allyship being equals being mutual respect because then favors that's just being a good friend something the godfather as richard has established is all about being a so good friend i'm not i'm not trying to 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 scrub up to him and uh sort of um you know see if i can work something out with him i want don corleone to see me as his equal so here's what we're going to do all right. I am going to call on the powers of Joe from Nymphomaniac. Joe from Nymphomaniac is going to uh, gift the Godfather with a furry wall. All right. From forgetting, from, 
and it's a euphemism right so he's gonna think that's pretty explicit this this nymphomaniac offering me her furry wall right then we're going to bring in we're gonna get joe to uh team up with pinhead so that (laughs) she looks extra kinky and extra seductress and then joe is going to start uh gunning for um michael corleone don corleone's uh favorite son right and he's not gonna like this because uh he's the the uh, the godfather is a man of loyalty he's a man that that knows his his son is is married and will not be happy seeing the seductress get in the way so then what we're going to do is we're going to introduce leonidas into the pack now leonidas i know you're thinking what is 300 spartans gonna do to help this situation well what that's irrelevant luckily i don't need to use the 300 (laughs) spartans because one of the characteristics so entrenched and Leonidas as a character so entrenched that it spits in the face of historical accuracy is that he not only loves women, <laughs> he's not gay, um, he also is extraordinarily... Like, he hates classical music. He's also extraordinarily loyal to Lena Headey, who plays his wife in the film, right? So we're going to then introduce Leonidas. He's going to swoop in. He's going to befriend Michael Corleone. <laughs> and then with his skills of, um, uh, with not his skills, but as with his clear loyalty, Don Corleone is going to see uh, Leonidas as a fantastic influence on his son's life. Another man of authority, another man of power, another man of respect. And he's going to go, he's going to watch as Leonidas convinces Michael Corleone to not cheat on his wife with Joe from Nymphomaniac, uh, who we're all in cahoots, but the Godfather doesn't know this. Uh, and then that's how we're going to curry favor is we're going to save Michael Corleone from infidelity in front of the godfather using the kinky powers of hellraiser the sexual prowess of nymphomaniac with the fairy wall as like a kickstarter for the i'm uh, gonna gonna implication jump in here and leonidas as the front man for our operation okay because what i think is happening here is that aj i can't remember anything i just said (laughs) i painted this beautiful picture that includes not only someone taking action Mm-hmm. but also some clever manipulation to get mm. where the characters want to be. At the moment, Richard, what mm. I think I have from you is um, Don Toretto going up to the Godfather and just sort of like side-bumping him and being like, hey, 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 <laughs> family, right? Yeah, so, family. Family, am Couple I right? Of here. <laughs> One, I, I think the, the, the Don, you know, despite all the, the violence and everything that, that, you know, he partakes in, quite conservative i i think all the sort of sexual stuff around him would just really put him off it would really throw him but that's what i'm aiming for I want that's you my to, point uh, i want you to think but both of you aj I'm, I'm so confident in my point here that i i'm inviting you two to think to think about it is think about your best friends aj in your case obviously mm. you'll be thinking about me I'm, but the i'm looking at them right now. <laughs> <laughs> um now think about why that person's your best friend and, and, and why or any of your friends are your friends. It's not because of these insane things about um, uh, a, a kinky fuckery and uh, you know saving people from adultery. That's not how people curry favor with you. Do you know how people, you know, you become friends with people? 
shared values. That's all I need. I would put to you, and if, though. And, and, that- and worst case scenario, I drug him. I try, I've got uh, my team has a history of knocking people out for the duration for the time leading up to a wedding. But you know what happens when they get to the wedding? They're best mm. friends. Okay, Richard. Here's why I think I've inexplicably won this round. Well, Jess okay. was about to to say something. I want to let may, may I there. may I put something else in there, Jess, before you go? Ahead. Yes, it's probably quite likely what I'm thinking. Okay, you have taken the strategy, Richard, of being. All three characters must curry favour with the Godfather. I'm only currying favour with one of my characters. The well, other the, two that's characters why I think I've are, inexplicably won. Well, no, let me finish. The <laughs> AJ other two just, characters just throwing out owls for himself. Oh, yeah, no, two of my characters are actually hated by the Godfather. Okay, okay. And that See where that trend fuels. <laughs> Fuels the love for another one. One of your characters, at least, will never be friends with you. Couldn't you could talk for another hour and ten minutes and not convince me that Alan from The Hangover? Well, but you said we had to be done by eight. Will would curry favor with the Godfather. Alan from The Hangover is getting you know that bit of the start where he's like, "Why don't you act like a man?" From The Godfather, not mm. from The Hangover. <laughs> um, that, that's what Al, Alan is going to be. This blubbering mess that the Godfather will see nothing but lack of respect for i think the out of all of these scenarios we've built the thing he hates the most the thing he hates more than the idea of some nymphomaniac trying to steal his son i think the thing he he hates most is exactly the kind of personality that alan from the hangover is well my, my two team of my might characters not be good. i carry favor with him which is one more than you're claiming to have the thing that i'm thinking <laughs> is that You've both interpreted uh, Curry Favor slightly differently. Oh, you want to see who can get a butter chicken out of him? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Who can get a little Curry Favor? Um, Richard, you've taken it as friendship, but AJ, you've taken it as mutual respect, which Mm. is not necessarily Mm. friendship. Now, it's all up to, I think it's out of our hands now, more or less, and we're left up to the adjudicator's definition of uh, curry favor. Yes, or more what I think the Godfather's like without having never seen a movie of it. <laughs> yeah. um, yep. Wait, can I throw on one last thing? <laughs> okay. I think Alan, I think Alan would love the little orange sliced teeth trick that the Godfather does. <laughs> when he puts little, he cuts up an orange slice, puts it in his teeth and goes, Rrr. I think... Okay, he can enjoy it from the loser's pen because AJ wins this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Richard. I th- I honestly think selecting Alan was what screwed you. I could have said anything. <laughs> and my main defense was there's no way Vito Corleone is befriending Alan from that. I don't think he would befriend a pinhead. <laughs> Pinhead, he never meets Pinhead in my strategy, though. I deliberately mm. kept these faces away from him. Anyway, that's all well, that our way, time for that today. Also, I think that was good. One, so. We all won one. There yeah. we go. Uh, let us know on the Discord um, if you like this game, if you want us to play it again, if there's like some kind of... Maybe we could like organize a live version or get the people from the Discord to play. Mm. I think, um, obviously, like... We do owe the it's a game something, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's a game that, that like, involves subjectivity on the adjudicator's side, but that feels very cult pop to me. 
to be like part of it is being creative and making shit up and siding with some side of a debate mm. you know so i hope people think that's fun uh let us know what you think uh this this was a lot of fun to play and i'm glad it, it evolved into what it became um and yeah if you guys like this please consider following us on twitter and instagram and you can also as i said join the discord which there's a link to in the show notes and if you want to throw in some money so that one day we too can make this game happen <laughs> then um then maybe we can make it if yeah, we I mean, reach like a, to do it. Anyway, a thousand patrons um yeah head on over to patreon.com where you can do all sorts of things like tell and us which movies to watch and get involved in the post stick around scene. for the post credit scene and jess are you gonna stick around for the post credit scene do you yeah, want to answer a question with us sure, all right i'm clicking over to a different google sheet thank Bye. you for listening Welcome along to the post credit scene. This is a segment at the end of each episode where if you donate $5 or more over at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to talk about in this, the post credit scene. Richard and Jess, who is it from and what is it? Today's comes to us from Christopher Brown, who says, what film meal would you most want to partake in? Oh, uh, this <laughs> feels like tread ground, but um, like the pizza from... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Scooby-Doo or something like that cartoon pizza. Or um, that, a, a goofy movie. Yeah, that looks like unfathomably cheesy. That's my answer. <laughs> the best thing that I think I've ever seen in a film that I'm like, that looks fucking delicious, is that little biscuit thing that they dip in milk in um, the, what's the, the cat movie, the Aristocats. And oh, the yeah. little mouse comes over and he dips oh, yes. his little biscuit. And it looks so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I reckon the, the drinks from The Hangover. The roofied ones. The roofied drinks from the hangover. <laughs> Free drugs. <laughs> um, Free I, drugs and it's roofies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the one that I remember looking the most delectable is uh, the like imaginary feast in Hook. Oh, yeah. I was thinking that as well. Yeah, that yeah. The Lost Boys partake in. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else I can think of. I'm thinking of binging with Babbage episodes yeah, I really same. liked. The Krabby Patty is always Milk good. Steak. Sloppy steaks. steaks. That's my Sloppy steaks, where I think you should leave. The the sauce from Goodfellas. Ah, great answer. <laughs>